Hello, everyone. Crypto traders around the world. Crypto Talk Radio, Basic Cryptonomics is back with another episode. Thankful for you joining us here today. Let's kick this off real quick. Won't take us long. We've got a couple bits and bulbs to get out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. CryptoTalkRadio.net is the site. You can check out all of our various episodes, download, listen. We appreciate if you'd spread the word. The more people that we get listening to our show and our various episodes, the more people we get on board with what we're doing. The greater we can be, the more we can serve you. We appreciate you. We appreciate any word that you can spread as well. And CryptoTalkRadio.net continues to be updated. We are adding content constantly until we are satisfied with the outcome. So keep tuned on that same channel for more and more to come in the future. And we will let you know anytime that we make any changes that are significant, at least, or anything that's new launched. Of course, our Triad membership in the upper right corner, click that, and it'll let you know about the different plans that we have available if you want to support the show. Keep us doing what we're doing. Pass up us a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but you get a lot of value for each of those tiers. Check that out at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. couple of updates for you, and then I have an educational opportunity spurred by nonsense on social media. I figured it was a great opportunity to share some knowledge and hopefully keep people safe as they learn how these things work in cryptocurrency and why FOMO was a thing, a very powerful thing that you kind of have to watch out for. But first, updates. The Endeavor. Smooth, nothing but smooth sailing. Uh, anything that you want from me is my delight tonight, you know, Isley Brothers. This is where we're at, uh, it's very good so far. Of course, that remains to be seen how long it lasts, but I have, don't have any major concerns. I It's the relocation that's always on my mind, and I'm still working on that, trying to figure it out. It's taking longer than I expected. Don't know where it goes, but it is what it is. Now, the other piece on this for Triad, if you are not in the Triad, if you're curious when I say Triad, what I mean, CryptoTalkRadio.net's where you want to go, and then in the upper right corner, click on Triad. We've made a couple changes there as well. And it breaks down what it is, but ultimately it's the membership for the podcast. Now, the update part of this is that we are actively now working on getting more of the message out to different people. And I ran into some weird nonsense, and I can only describe it as nonsense with all of the, not all, but pretty much Reddit, yes, LinkedIn, yes. So with that, we're going to spin over to Facebook, which we do have a Facebook page. For those that didn't know it, if you're on Facebook, it's at CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Facebook. We'll take you straight there. We don't, it pretty much just takes a copy of anything that we post, not anything, but most of our updates that we post to Twitter or from podcast updates that we do. It takes a copy of whatever that is and it replicates it to Facebook. That's all it does right now. We don't actively interact because Facebook feels dead, to be quite frank and honest with you. If you are on Facebook or you have people that are on Facebook or you know people that are only Facebook because they talk to their friends and you think that they would see some value in our coverage, send them there. Send them to CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Facebook, and they can sign up to the, you know, our, our uh, Facebook channel and then get updates whenever we do post that way. We, as a community, we lean more towards Discord, which is CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord. And we have a few people there. You can join us there. That doesn't cost you anything, but just join us there and just have some chats. For our weekly streams, then, we have... CryptoTalkRadio.net slash YouTube is the YouTube channel where we share coverage. Most of that coverage does not replicate to the podcast. 
So if you're looking for all of our coverage, you definitely want to be on our YouTube channel for that. Every weekend, we stream there on Sundays at 2 p.m. UTC for our triad members and then 3 p.m. UTC for everybody else. And then we also cross-stream that to Twitch, which is CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Twitch. I'm saying this all to you because we have multiple outlets to consume information, depending on what your preference is, because some people may not be on the podcast all the time. Podcast to Worse gives you alerts. You can sign up for the emails, so you get different notifications of things. But letting you know that there's a whole variety of other different outlets out there, if you're curious or just want to share the word and people are kind of picky, you know, about what they use, we have multiple ways to interact. So the only thing we don't have at this point and will not is Telescan. We have Twitter, CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Twitter, Facebook I just called out, Discord I just called out, Twitch I just called out. We have BitChute, we have Odyssey, you name it, other than Telescan, we probably have it. So with that said, let's get into some educational pieces because I think it's important with this back and forth business that I help educate some folks. And in order to kind of understand this, it's hard because only certain cryptos that are like poorly designed work this way. So I'm going to be describing things in an abstract educational form, non-specific to any cryptocurrency for the purposes of this overview. When you have a crypto that is created, the crypto will choose to be on the decentralized exchanges. So you're thinking Uniswap, PancakeSwap, you know, et cetera. And almost to a T, they're on decentralized exchanges every single time. They may choose then later to go to a centralized exchange. So you're talking Binance.us, Binance.com, Coinbase, Robinhood, etc. Gate.io. What happens on the exchange side now, in order to give you the illusion of strong price movement, there's a number of things that must happen, and they must happen in a specific order, in order to give you this illusion. Number one, there has to be sufficient liquidity in the pools. Number two, there has to be enough of the token that you're trying to sell. Number three, there has to be a healthy blend of buys and sells. All of these must be true in order to see strong price movement. When you have a bullish sentiment, a bullish sentiment in simple terms, I'm stressing simple terms. This is Leicester's definition. Simple term of a bull market means that when I look at the potential price of a something, a crypto in this case, I expect it's going to go up due to these factors all being true and something of the graph convinces me that this is going to go up. That's a bullish sentiment. This might be nothing more than some news article that just came out saying there's some new utility that's being released and it's going to be made available and I theorize that this is going to increase the number of holders by 30%, let's say. That's a bullish sentiment. A bearish sentiment says the inverse of what I just described. Something I see tells me that people are less likely to buy into this and more likely to sell out of it due to whatever. Could simply be that they're tired of it moving to something else. Could be the industry like we're seeing right now. Could be the war like we saw could be a lack of token availability that's rare, but could do. All these different things can tr contribute to a bearish sentiment. When people YOLO into a project, most of the time, they're not doing it because of a bullish sentiment. They're doing it because they heard the dev hype their token or some influencer, some shiller, hype the token despite it not doing anything, simply because of, get an early, let's fucking go to the moon, do, do, do. 
and nothing fundamentally strong or sound, which is fine. As I've said, if you are one of those, I celebrate you. I respect you for rolling the dice because that's what you're doing. It's the reason why so many tokens exhibit the pump and dump pattern where it has an initial jump and then tapers off and hardly ever recovers, if at all. And if you look at Bone, for example, from the SHIB ecosystem, it peaked at like $40 per token. It crapped, and it's, in some cases, somewhere like $0.50, $0.40. And you're wondering, well, if Bone, as they've said, is going to be the core gas token for this Shibarium business, why is it that the price is so dang low? Bone never, the ship team, frankly, sucked at tying it all together, helping people understand how the ecosystem works, how it all ties together, and they arguably lied at points about what they were going to do about which token. As a result, sentiment was harmed to where nobody saw any value into buying into Bone. Because Shibarium isn't truly really a thing at this point, and they don't really truly have their blockchain at this point, and they switched focus to this metaverse garbage with the dog walking in the forest, sentiment was further harmed, right? So then later, if it turns out that they do make this blockchain happen, they also have to then convince other, in this case, let's say decentralized exchange developers and other tool developers to justify buying on or building on rather the this new SHIB blockchain. They have to convince them that it's worth doing. They have to convince them and incentivize them in some way. The incentives you may have seen in some cases, the blockchain provider will say, come aboard and we have this grant or we have some way for you to get some kickstart money to jump on and do the work because we want you on the blockchain. They want to spend, you got to spend in order to make money. So everybody knows that's the thing, right? When some of these projects spin up the first time, this is pre-blockchain now, they will, they, they instinctively will go to descend because they know that that's the fastest way to start getting some transactions that they control. What many of them then choose to do is they will set up bots at different points, usually with a third party who offers this, and the bot will then do front-running arbitrage. I described arbitrage in other episodes, just to reiterate in a quick fashion. Arbitrage describes the difference in price between transaction one transaction two and being able to influence what you get based on that difference. Imagine it this way. If transaction one should cost, because again, remember this is free, it's technically free market. So there's somebody who's selling a token for X and somebody who's buying it for X. But at some point, this person selling for X is going to run out. This person now selling for Y comes in different price. Now somebody else is going to be buying for Y. The gap I'm talking about is that very brief period between when it's priced X and when it's priced Y, which could be a span of a few cents all the way up to a few bucks. In some cases, it's a few bucks or more. The bots, of course, being bots that are engaged to do this and and exploit this, obviously are faster than a human can do the same work. And in many cases, they're just a smart contract that is able to execute what is done under the hood on the smart contract without having to be slowed down by the interface. They're not slowed down by necessarily internet speeds because they're just going straight to the blockchain and executing what they want. They can get stuff done faster. Secondary to this, when you go to an exchange of any of these kinds, and you've seen this, I'm sure, 
you will tell it what token you're trying to buy or sell in one box and then whatever token you're trying to do the opposite for in the other box. So I have Ethereum. I want to buy SHIB. Let's say Ethereum goes in the top, SHIB goes in the bottom. And you say I've got half an ETH. So currently somewhere around the neighborhood of 800 bucks or 900 bucks, whatever, worth. And I want to buy however much SHIB that is. And it does a calculation and it comes back and you'll see at the bottom that it's got a, a path that it's expecting to go. And usually this path is going to involve WETH, which is the wrapped Ethereum for the Ethereum or WBNB for the Binance Smart Chain. Or it might even be a stable coin, which usually is USDC, but sometimes it's USDT, sometimes it's BUSD. But the point is it has hops. And these hops, the whole point of the hop was to try to optimize the path for your transaction to go, presumably to get the best price. The problem is that, again, you're still a human interacting with an interface that doesn't know necessarily that that's the best path. It's just guessing based on whatever developer built it. Second, by the time that you said, okay, I want these two tokens to transact and it fed you back a path, that path might have changed to something more optimal. Most of the exchanges build a refresh in there that will go and update the path for you. But that could happen like every 10 seconds or five seconds. This whole pathing could be changing literally every second on a second or even faster. And there's likely other paths that are optimum that it doesn't show you because it doesn't know to because the developer didn't tell it to. The bot knows. The bot knows within a fraction of a second how to go out and find the cheapest, easiest deal to get this done. Now, here's where the sliminess of the business comes into play. We obviously want to put in some form of gas number, right? That this is the gas and you've seen it as instant or fast or slow. And the interface is just assuming here's the estimate of gas that we think will be needed to do this business, right? So then your transaction, it'll come back and it pops up with you to approve that I'm going to take 30 bucks from you for gas to do this transaction. When in reality, it might not even cost that much. It's still going to take that much because that's how it's built. It's built to, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to make this work and it is what it is and that's all good and we'll just go with it. What the bot gets to do though, as part of this arbitrage situation I described of transaction X versus transaction Y and the difference of, the difference of, they basically pocket the difference and they drain part of the liquidity that goes into the trade because they govern how much gas should be paid versus how much they do pay. And they can save all this money and they're actually making profits for doing the bot transaction for on behalf of the developer who set this all up. The reason this came up is because there are certain tokens and you've heard me call them out and it's just FOMO pump, green candle, do the moon, doop, doop, doop. And people are overly defensive of their project because they don't care about fundamentals. And I say all the time, if you don't care about fundamentals, you probably shouldn't be at my channel because I repeatedly said, I look for fundamentals. Second, I said right now, today, I care more about the gas tokens. Why? Because if you bought in at the base of 980, you are sitting on a tidy profit or you could simply have more gas to buy into whatever the projects. And you can use these as opportunities to diversify your portfolio, using the gas to buy into whatever else you want 
which could include a crap token that's perfectly fine. Unfortunately, there's this mentality, and I've seen it too many times, where people can't seem to separate that you can invest in multiple projects. And ultimately, if your project's marketing sucks, right? If you have a cult as a leader, cult guy is a leader. If you look like a car salesman, like these are flaws that I believe lend themselves to risk. Now, you, what I expect of anybody listening to me is to say, this is his observation of what he sees. I see the same thing because I know you do, right? And you may not care. You may not care that this guy looks like a car salesman. You may not care about this one that's basically in head of a cult and you don't care about this one over here. You just care about the FOMO green pumps. I said, great. I, re- I celebrate you. But make sure you understand that the origin of those pumps, when they are irrational, when they're illogical, when they make no sense, what you should do is run a scan. And there's multiple tools that can help you do this. The one I recommend to you is DexTools.io. Run a scan of whichever token project that you choose. When you scan it, you're going to see the transaction history at the bottom. If any of those rows has a little red dude next to the transaction somewhere, that's what I'm referring to, where they're draining off that bad boy. That's why it's in red. That's why it looks like an evil dude. And chances are, if you look to the right, it's going to say bot smart contract. And chances are, when you look at the blockchain for the transaction, it's going to say something about a bot, MEV, bot, or something else. Now, we cannot prove that the developer set these bots up. I would challenge you to think who else would have a motivation to set up a bot that is spending tens of thousands of dollars against the dev's project other than the dev. And what would be the reason one would do such a thing other than to influence price, baking the funk, as the kids like to say, to trigger FOMO off of a fake green candle. Be also looking on the health of the liquidity pool, how much liquidity is there. And this is an overtime thing. It doesn't matter if you've got a thousand bucks in there. If you've got so much volume that you're not going to be able to pay rewards, that's a problem, right? Be thinking about all of the different things that go into it. If you, again, and I'll stress it 50 million times, I know there's certain people that don't listen to the totality of the audio, thus this is your test. If all you care about is FOMO green candles, by all means, you don't need my validation. But you will not get my attestation or affirmation that it's okay to do those things because I know it's not because I know they're going to crap you at some point and time has to pass. If it's a project that just launched and it's green, I don't care because I don't care about short pumps. I care about long-term because there's been too many projects that are short pumped and turns out they weren't worth the, a damn, frankly. And this that I'm describing with this draining and bot activity and all these secret techniques to fake the funk. That's what I'm talking about. So if you're one of those who was on social media, absolutely livid and for whatever reason, pissed off that I called out your project and I said, I don't think much of this garbage. You're free to jump into whatever you want, dude, lady, whatever. Go after whatever you want. Stop caring about what I got to say about it. You won't change my mind. But stop caring what I got to say about it. Just say, that's his observation. I'm going to foam off the candle, roll the dice because I'm a gambler. I respect you more if you just acknowledge being a gambler because at least that point, you acknowledge it. Then you come back and give my credit when the thing craps and say, you know what? You were right. You said it was going to crap. You said it was garbage. This is what happened. I made 50 bucks or I lost 5,000. Cool. 
long as you acknowledge it and give my credit, I'm cool with you. Do not come at me talking about this project's great because I made 10 bucks. You're not, that don't impress me much. So at the end of the day, if you're one who has one of those projects that is just a short pump, FOMO, whatever, there's no reason asking me about it because chances are that's not going to last. My call to action is to make sure you're looking at the transactions and don't just react to green. Understand why it's green. If it's green because somebody's faking transactions to make it look better than it is, I consider that a risk. That's all I'm saying. You are free to ignore the risk. It doesn't change that it's a risk. That'll do it for today's Crypto Talk Radio episode. I want to thank you for listening today. We know you've got choices. CryptoTalkRadio.net, if you would, we would appreciate. At the very top, we have a contact form. Fill that out. Let us know what your thoughts are. If we're doing great or something you don't like, we always love to hear from our listeners. If you don't mind spreading the word, we would also appreciate that. If you think other people would benefit from the type of coverage that we do, we work hard to try to be different than every other type of podcaster or YouTuber that's out there. So hopefully we're on track with that. Finally, our YouTube channel, of course, is that Basic Cryptonomics. If you want to find us on there, those are dedicated, specific, exclusive types of episodes. So you'll hear things there that you won't hear on the podcast and vice versa. Check us out there for more quick and dirty coverages. Until next time, take care.